podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone uh, and welcome to the Rangers Rabble. I think I've done this right. Uh, it is only my... <laughs> oh, we've lost one already. Please, <laughs> away. Brilliant. Uh, uh, I'm Elaine. I'm joined by Care. I think I should be joined by Lee at some point, uh, although he's gone missing. Uh, and yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Oh, God, what was going to be here? <laughs> there he is. Oh, he's back. Is he back? I, I don't know what happened. He, there. I just, just kicked me. <laughs> just kicked me. I don't know what <laughs> you, you totally floored me. I was all set for the big intro, and it's all gone horribly wrong. Go to Anyway, as I was saying, uh, welcome to the Rangers Ravel. It's Wednesday night, it's our review show, and obviously there's loads to look back on, uh, especially on another successful night uh, at Ibrox. Uh, how you doing, Care? I'm fine. After last night, I'm really good. I, was, I wasn't dead nervous last night, but I was a wee bit just because of the situation we're in, but at the end of the game, I was happy as everybody else leaving the stadium. And how are you doing, Lee? I'm not too bad. Uh... Today's been much easier after the result last night. I will only lie and say that I was confident at the start, especially after the first half was coming to a close. But not in good good spirits after that. No, absolutely. And we're going to obviously cover um, everything about last night, have a wee look to next week as well, uh, and lots of various talking points. Before we do go ahead, we just want to say thank you very much to our sponsors, um, Zenith Coins. The link is in our description. If you want to go and have a nosy, then please do. Uh, and as ever, um, like and share everything on YouTube. It really helps the station, really helps keep Martin happy as well. And if it is possible, if you can, um, then please join as a member. We do really appreciate it. Uh, so that's all the admin done, and um, we can just crack on to last night. Um, Kira, one of the things I was thinking, and I said this to my mum during the game, it had it had that big game feel about it, and there's no doubt the atmosphere was absolutely bouncing last night. Will last night go down as another really memorable European night, or are we slightly over-egging it a bit in that we probably made it more difficult than it had to be, and it didn't need to be such a big night at Ibrox after all? I think it was a big night, just the fact the situation we found ourselves in, and every European Ibrox is really good, Elaine, doesn't matter who we play, for some reason the crowd are always up for it, the players seem up for it as well, and there was a bit of needle last night in the match between the two teams, I don't know why, because I don't think we've ever played each other before, but you can see that with their players and with some of our players as well, so I think it will go down, because it's not the first time we've come back for two down, I'm not sure if that's correct, but yeah. And like Lee said earlier, the first half was the one to plan straight away and when people in the movie were starting to get nervous. So I think we will look back, obviously depending on the next round, but I think you can look back and say we've done really well. I don't I don't take on this that team's three hundred and twenty fourth or something in, in the rankings. That every team in Europe's hard. Doesn't matter who you play and doesn't matter where they're from. Yeah. Lee, I think um I, I saw I saw on Twitter that they were saying part of the reason for a bit of the needle that Kerr's talking about is the fact that um, their players might have thought it was done. I think I read somewhere that um, last week after the game, they were celebrating as if it was a done deal. They were on the pitch with champagne, etc. Did that add a bit of an edge to last night? Aye, no, it definitely did. So you're looking, I think it was our captain that came out afterwards. And he's come out and said, 
what is it? We don't think the fact like the Ibrox atmosphere is even going to make a difference. Like you, you look at any game last season, we put teams like Dortmund and Leipzig to the sword, and that was massively done at the atmosphere as well. So when you come out and say that, you're just you're kind of looking at it like, aye, all right, mate, that's you know, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure here. And they, they they doubled down on it as well. It wasn't like it was just him. Other players came out and they were like, no, we don't think it's going to be a factor. We think we don't think we're inferior to Rangers. And fair enough, like they don't they don't have to think we're inferior. They've just beat us two in the last leg. But you, you don't want to be riling us up at Ibrox. It's basically like comments like that. It's only going to make the job far harder for yourself. And they found that out in the end, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. What is it about Ibrox on a European night? Because obviously I'm not going to go to negatives or anything like that, but see if we had Ibrox bouncing like that at every game. It, it would just, it's, we're just, I think the team are a different kettle of fish in Europe, but there's no doubt that the atmosphere is different. We're, we're just all up for it, aren't we? I think it's just the last few seasons where we played really well against, doesn't matter who we've been playing against, whether it be Dortmund, whether it be Braga, whether it be the other sides, but we all seem to be up for it. Don't think the Malmo one was the only kind of one we really failed on, and that's mm-hmm. since Steven Gerrard's been there. And for some reason, it's just, Giro's just kept it going, and and I think we're always up for your opinion. Midweek at Ibrox always feels better on a Saturday. I don't know why I always feel midweek's a better atmosphere. But European nights are always good because league games, you used to, you play each other, you play these teams maybe four times a season, maybe more. But in Europe, you don't really play these teams that often if you, if you play them at all, some of them. So I think you're up for it. And just because it's been turned all down and it's a Champions League qualifier, we're always going to butt for that anyway. But I just like European nights. I box these games really, and the crowd gets up for it. But the poor seem to enjoy it as well. They all seem to enjoy it, and I think you can feel the atmosphere. You can feel the stand shaking. You can feel everybody singing. But in a league game, I'm maybe the union bears and the odd person. But in a European night, everybody's up joining in, which is really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I had I had looked out because this is only the second time hosting. I've actually done some research and I've got an agenda because <laughs> because I thought if I don't, it'll all go horribly wrong. Um, and a couple of things uh, that came up that in Europe, our last we've won six out of our last seven at home by more or by two goals or more. So our home form is absolutely brilliant. Our away form in Europe is the concern um, because we've had, I think we've had four defeats in a row and obviously we lost uh, we lost the final of the Europa League and that was although that's deemed a neutral venue. Uh, how much Lee, how much of um well we've really capitalised on Ibrox being the second leg and obviously yeah. actually for PSV we're at Ibrox first. Do you think that's going to play play quite a big part in the tie um, or do you think actually it sets us up well? For the team, I don't really think it'll make much of a difference, but especially for me as a fan mentality-wise, I kind of see that as a bit of concern. Like the amount of times that we have went away first and if maybe we've skipped a 1-0 loss, we'll get a draw, and then we have brought back Tybrooks. So we'll be a hope in a different landscape when we're coming to it. I don't don't understand why we are as concerned away in Europe now. Under Gerard, I feel like we kind of had that under control. We always seem to put in a good performance away. Um, but again... I don't think Gerard had the same home, like you know, that Gio has. I just I don't I don't know what they think yet. I don't like the fact that we're at home first because I'm just so used to it being away to start with. And again, it's a big step up in class again. It's against PSV. We will get punished if we sort of slack away from home. Like we got we got punished against Union, but we had enough quality at Ibrox to turn that round. We really need to back up our ideas if we're going to do it again. 
Yeah, I think there's I think there's no doubt that we'll have to play better against PSV than we did. Certainly the first, I, I don't think anyone saw that coming, the, the first leg of the tie uh, with USG. So certainly we are going to have to play a lot better. Obviously last night they did the reaction pod, so we don't need to cover it too much. Um, but one of the things that I brought up, which uh, totally blew my mind at the time, uh, Kerr, was the Sands incident where obviously the referee uh, gave the second yellow yeah. And then, and then rescinded it. And I don't think I've ever seen that kind of live in play. To that a linesman stood his ground and said, "No, you're definitely wrong here," and yeah. that a referee's taken back a card that he that he had already given. Uh, what was your take on the situation? At the time, I was screaming, shouting. That was never a red card because I thought it wasn't the ball cleanly. But I know sometimes people look at these tackles and saying you can't challenge like that in football anymore. I don't even think it went through the back, went through his head. I think it got the ball 100% and even touched the man. And I was surprised. The referee was very quick in giving giving the card out. But the linesman, like you said, he stood his ground and says, listen, that's not a yellow. And the linesman had the best view. He had better the view in the rest. So the rest obviously took care of the word like he'd done and, and rescinded it, which was good because I think that, I'm not saying it was a turning point, but it could have affected us if it was a second yellow because you don't know oh, what I'm, happened then. I definitely haven't kind of dragged ourselves back into it. That I just thought, yeah, we're clearly going to do it the hard way. Uh, Lee, what was your thoughts on Sands overall? Because kind of mixed, loads of people are absolutely raving about him. Watching, watching the kind of the reaction last night, you've obviously got a bit tit for tat with what we thought of Sands. I'm a big advocate him. I a few times last night was a bit slap with his passing, but I, I think the whole defence was. I think every goal seen McLaughlin, they were all you know guilty of it, bad passes. Um, the thing that stood out for me in Sands was in terms of after that booking, like the second one they got rescinded, could have went back into his shell, kept it safe. But literally the next attack for Union, I think he was like one-on-one with the guy and he has to time it perfectly or that's him, second yellow again. Gets it, and I'm pretty sure he gets the next tackle as well spot on before he gets brought off for Davis. Uh, for me, that took a lot of guts for the boy because, I mean, he's technically got a second yellow, like so he'll have that in his head that oh, I have been a bad tackle and I'll maybe get lucky. So, yeah. uh, I, I really like Sands. I think every game that I see him, he's getting better and better. Whether he's a centre-back by trade for us, yet to see. But if he keeps up the way that he's going for me, I think we'll sign him at the end of the, the loan deal because I, I really like the boy. Yeah. Um, just one of the other things from last night, uh, and I know he gets other plaudits and I don't want to just go over everything that would have been said uh, in the match reaction, but it's another goal from the penalty spot from the captain. Uh, I think something along the lines of the first goal in Europe um, in the last five games Tav has scored. Um, how big an asset is he? Do you think he can hit the numbers that he did two seasons ago when we won the league? I think that will be difficult because I think I know team. I think now teams know what he offers, and he's not like a surprise man in the box and stuff like that. And they know what he does, but I think with a Free kicks it sort of against Livingston and then the penalty taken last night. I mean, the penalty was he done it, it scored it very easily, didn't he? Which was very confident. I think what Tav offers, I think you want to realise Elaine once he's not there, how good a poor Tav is. I think he gets a he's very underrated by a lot of Rangers fans, very underrated by a lot of football fans in general, not just Rangers fans, but I think he's actually 
a great footballer. See what it cost us and how long he's been there. It offers us so much, and I think if he played with, it's actually not so like coming in for the conservative <laughs> playing on my face. So it looks like I'm a bit jaundiced, but I'm actually no. <laughs> I don't want to shut the dog because the dogs are going in it. Uh, my son's in the kitchen cooking his dinner, so I don't want to interrupt him. So no, I think Tavernier for what it cost us, and if he obviously his contract runs out, you could use maybe do a testimonial. I don't think you can slag Tavernier. I think he deserves all the praise he can get, and like we spoke about it previously. Uh, and I think when he finishes with Rangers, he's going to be he's going to be one of the legends. As I know, if he was here, but he's not as good as maybe Gary Stevens, other players like that, maybe full back wise. But he's offered us so much, and his numbers are second to none. And I know people see it so like this and that, but I just love Tavernier. He's like he's a great captain. You hear it all the time. He's not a captain. How many managers have made him captain? So to me, <laughs> he must have something. And I, and I think he's a very good team player. And it, but you see, it's just his overall thing. He offers us everything up and down the park. He can defend as well. You still get labelled that he can't defend, but he can defend as well. I'm just going to go back to you in this one, Kerr, because you're quite clearly, um, you know, totally a fanboy. I totally get it. <laughs> but um, when when you said you know he's, he's underrated, why have we? Why has no one ever come in for him? Because he's because we've not really had any. In fact, as far as I'm aware, there's never been any serious offers or any serious interest. Is it just that he's captain, he's happy, he's settled and maybe his agents never put out the feelers because he, cause he is maybe happy? He's happy where he is. And I don't look at it now. If somebody doesn't come on feet, you're not playing well, you're not good enough. If he's happy at Rangers, I'm happy. He's saying a new deal. We don't know if, we, know, we don't know 100% nobody's ever contacted Rangers asking for him. But I think yeah. he's found his home here. He's been about at different clubs and I think he's ever settled. But he's came to Rangers... I time when we were in the championship, he's done well. We've seen the club coming up, having bad times, having good times, and I think he realises it doesn't matter where he goes. I maybe make more money, but he's not going to play in a better atmosphere as Rangers at Ibrox. He's not going to play with a team who the fans just want so much for you, but he appreciates that and he gives so much back. And I just think he's happy at Rangers. He's happy in Scotland. To me, I couldn't be more happy this year. Don't know about used to, but I'm very happy signing that new deal. Yeah, See, no, I no, would, absolutely. I would have said that. Sorry, there you go. I would have said that no. in terms of like the new deal, um, like the fact that like you hear all the contract talks about like Kent Morelos and like will they won't they, and then just under the radar it comes out that Tabs close to signing the new deal, and that shows kind of like how happy he is up here. It's like a no nonsense, just under the radar. They'll sort it behind the scenes. He's happy to be here. So, I mean, he's like you're saying, he's captain. Like, why would he not want to be here? He's got all the talent in the world. He could make it in the Premier League. I've no doubt about that. But We've shown him for eight years, even when times were like a wee bit hard for him, like during maybe Kashinia Warburton at the start, and we still stuck by him. I think he understands that. I think he respects the fact that he has got a family here in terms of the support base. So I'm, I'll be buzzing when he gets his testimonial because he's, he is a legend to me. To have. He is a legend. Like he's 15 goals off 100 now. Is it the 100 club? He, he'll get that. He'll get that hands down. So We'll get that this season. No, he probably will. Probably will, mate. <laughs> Uh, we're probably so moving on from last night slightly um, but we've now had a couple of competitive games and we've had a chance to see some of the new boys coming in um, Lee what what are your overall thoughts about our summer recruitment how are we, how are we shaping up uh, I won't jump the gun I, I won't jump the gun because I do feel that as games maybe we do start quite slow still but that is just rustiness to be honest I won't say everyone's 
you know they're going to. I mean, Marek Tillman is the greatest player in the world. We'll just get that out of the way. But you know, <laughs> but um, no, we're, we're we're getting there. There's more positive signs are coming through. Like I feel everyone's starting to put in performances. Yeah, Cholak who was getting slated after two games, he gets that like the the offside goal that's incorrectly given. That gets given. He's on four goals for us, including the friendly, obviously the goal. And then who's complaining then? Lawrence as well started like a house on fire last night. It was immense for us. Um, probably still to see a wee bit more in Matundo, but that's probably just for the fact that we have went with different players at the time. Anytime he has came on, he has looked promising. He's uh, assist for Morelos and Saturday against Kamala was good. Like he shows the burst of pace. Um, more, moreover, I think the a lot of positive signs for a signing so far. And, and obviously Tillman for me icing the kick. Boy, I'd pay the, the five million that we got for last night, I'd give the bad minute right now. Just there you go, take it, take it, we parcel boat, send off you go. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with Tillman. I, I thought he was much better when he moved inside. Um I do think that we might have a I do that it's a good problem to have. I think he's quicker um mentally than some of the players. He's a smart player. I think you can see with some of his touches, a few back, back heels, etc. he's maybe on just a different level than some of our players, which isn't a bad thing. They can get up to speed on that, but uh, yeah, I think he looks a really a really sharp player. Um, I think sometimes Elena might have to keep it simple because he might be too I, far ahead of some of the players. He's maybe two uh, or three passes ahead of some players and then he might end up giving the ball away and that's when people got on his back, but he realises, listen, he be us, you should be in that position. Obviously, he's came through Bayern. He's done really well. But you can see how he trains. His first touch is great. He moves. He's always looking for it. And he's going to offer us something totally different that we've not had. And I think, you said, once he moved in the middle, he gave us, he offers so much. And the height he got for the goal, I, I don't know, I, I, I thought they'd pay the ladders. I mean, he got up so high. And I think the goalkeeper was looking for a free kick, but he never even touched him. To, to be fair, I was, along with half the crowd, screaming again at Borna, going, what was that? <laughs> the guy beside me must have been going daft, because, yeah, it's, what is that? And then, uh, yeah, shut me up as well. Uh, when do we get a wee bit worried about Davies in terms of we've, we've spent, what, four million on a new centre-half? Not started a game yet. Is it just that we need to give him time? I mean, we've only had a couple of competitive games. Does he just need to get up to speed and get match fit? Or should, you know, if we're spending four million, is that someone who should slot in straight away? No, no. It doesn't matter if he costs four million, 40 million or 400 pounds. He has to get up to the speed of the game, which obviously he's not played a lot of football. He's at Sheffield United, but he's not played a lot there. I don't know what his pre-season has been like, so we'll have to get him up to scratch the way we play, get his fitness back, and I think he will play eventually, but obviously he's there, so there. You've got Sands, I think. Gio's happy with Sands. For some reason, I think mm-hmm. Gio's happy because technically Sands is a very good footballer because he can play defensive mid, and I'm happy he's a centre-back. A lot of people aren't, but I'm happy he's there because I, like, I quite like him. But no, I think he will eventually play. I just think he has to get up to scratch. He's just in the door, and some players might take one or two games to get going. Other players might take a wee while to get going, but I think we've bought him because you know what he was going to offer. So I wouldn't panic if he's not played the next few games. I think he will eventually will come good. Would you, would your centre back pairing for next week be Golden and Sands? I would play Sands before Suter. That's just my opinion. So, um, Lee, Lee, what would you do? 
I'd stick with Sands. Um, I think that's kind of like the positive we've got in this situation is we don't need to rush Davison because I think Sands has came in and took the, made the decision his own. So, because I think when he came in, they were talking about Davis might have had like a wee niggle uh, to start with. And it's only benefited us the fact that we haven't had to rush him in because we didn't have a partner for Goldson. I think we're doing the right thing. Uh, ease him out of the team. There's no point in, you know, changing it if it's not broken. We've got two wins in the league. We'll throw it the next round in the Champions League and then just ease him in when we can. Aye. I'm just um, uh, bringing up the, the comment there. What a shit cross shouted me and then the header. That was exactly... Exactly the same as me last night. And to be fair, um, Kerr, did Borna did Borna answer a few critics last night? He got two assists. Or um, first half, you know, you could tell that the crowd was getting in the back a wee bit because it did seem like every other pass was going backwards. I think Borna is a confidence player. I think when his confidence is low, he's scared to make a mistake. He's scared to pass forward in case he gives it away and then the crowd on his back or his teammates are on his back. So I think he always goes with a simple or easy option. And I think last night he started passing more forward when Lawrence came across. So it was Lawrence and Kent there. So he had two to pass and he started coming more forward. He did have two assists, so he can turn around and see it, but he will have two assists last night. So I thought it's ain't half he performed better, but I thought the first half, I don't know if, actually, I don't know if it's confidence, because he's scared, I don't know. Or because he knows there's Yelmaz is sitting on the bench waiting to come in, so... I'm not sure, but we know what Bournemouth can offer, but we also know what Bournemouth doesn't offer at times. So I think it's one of the one, one of the ones where you just you just kind of hope you get the the good Bournemouth and not the bad Bournemouth because on his game Bournemouth's a terrific football and he's got a great left foot, but when he's poor, he can be poor. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I'm going to bring up a comment here that I know Kerr's going to disagree with, uh, but Lee, I'm going to go over to you in this one for. Yep. So Ryan is saying Lundstrom should be the captain. Nah, nah. No. Why, 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 I, I get the, the you, you know sentiment behind it because he is a leader. But why would you take it after have like been a captain for how long? How long has time been captain? Five years now, maybe. And right. he, he's, he's shown like time and time again why he is the captain. Again, that last night steps up for the penalty. You know, first half, mate. First half was a shocking performance for us. To be honest, I was not happy with the first half up until the penalty. Still needs to stick it away, and then second half he drives us on by example. I'd, I can see why you'd want to have Lundstrom as a captain, but you don't take it after Tav. Like, no, no, now, like, Tav has done nothing wrong to, like, have the captaincy taken off him. If anything, he's only improved week on week to having it, and he's shown that he is a leader. So, I get it, but no, not for me. When I used to coach my son's team years ago, I used to say to everybody, I would always just say, I, I would change the captain every week just to give him a chance, right? But I would just say, is it the captain only kind of... Choose you, but where you've kicked in the first half to me, should be 11 captains in the team, so that a man to me doesn't mean much. They all should be shouting the same instructions, they all should be backing each other up. Somebody makes a mistake, somebody shouts at him. If somebody wants to do something up, you see Lindstrom doing it, you see Golson doing it, you see Tab doing it. To me, it's not a big deal. You've got 11 captains in the part, no one. Okay, uh, I'm going to roundabout way of getting to this point, but um, <laughs> when we were talking last year, um, Lundstrom for captain. I thought if Goldson left, Lundstrom would make a good vice captain. That was the thing that would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think we, we weren't sure what Goldson was doing for a while, and actually quite a lot of us thought that he was Ofsky. Um, now that he's not, does Suter find himself in a bit of a difficult position because we've got Davies in. Suter's not a left-sided centre-half. So no. Goldson, Goldson's going to play. You know, Now that Goldson has signed... 
Bolton's going to play. You've got to expect that Davies is going to come in and be the parent. You've got yeah. Sands who can come back. Um, where where does Suter? And I'm not writing Suter off because I know that he had um, one or two slightly iffy games, or in fact one iffy game. But obviously we know what's going on personally as well. Yeah. So it's not a criticism of him. But where does he find himself now? I just think he's exactly the same as he was when he came in. He knows he's going to have to do a lot better performance-wise at Rangers than he did at Hearts, because at Hearts he was probably guaranteed his position every week, good or bad. At Rangers it's a different ball game because he knows if he doesn't play well, somebody else will take his place. I don't know if down the line Gio might go to a back three, because I think John would be probably better on the right side, Ben would be better on the left, and then Connor through the middle. I mean, if Ben's fit, he plays in the left side before Sands as well. But he's not fat just now, that's why I picked Sands. But if you go with a back three, then it's probably Ben, Connor, and John. That's the three you would pick because the team are comfortable in the ball and the team can defend. So yeah. I think John will be told he's still in the plans just to get you know yourself. And sometimes in the family, you know, a life, life away from football, it can be difficult to go over things, especially when it's supposed to be it's his brother, isn't it? So you don't, I think everybody definitely. Some people get back to work straight away because it takes mind off it. Some people can't. So you give him all the time he needs. He'll come back when he's ready. And I think when he comes back, you know, he offers what he gave Hearts and more because he's a very good footballer. But you just let him take him t- take his time. Yeah, we're going to bring another comment up here, um, and yeah, it's an interesting point because is Goldson undroppable? Because he has made mistakes, and last season he did make mistakes. Um, the back has been slightly shaky um, in the start of the season. Is he is he undroppable? Uh, nobody's undroppable. If uh, you have a continuous run of games where you play poor, you should be dropped. But I wouldn't say Golden's ever been at that level where he has made continuous mistakes. Fair enough. Like when he maybe does make big mistakes, it's big ones. Like we all talk about how he did you know clear the ball for the final. All you have to do is put it out and you know save that situation. But Golden for me is always like an eight out of ten every week. He's always solid. Uh, he's always commanding. But it doesn't mean that we can't drop him if he did play poor, but I don't think he's done enough consistently to prove that he's been poor. He's the best defender that we've got. Uh, so in that sense, you can drop him if he's playing poor, but he's no. Like, you can have a couple of like, shaky moments last night with some of them, but the whole, like you were saying, the whole defence was shaky last night at a point. Just the, the passing was atrocious. Uh, no, but like, you can you can drop him if he's poor, but he's, he's not been, so why would we? So Yeah, no, I fully take that. Um, Moving away from last night, we've got news from today, or we say news, but um, a bit of the rumour mill going that there's potentially a bid for Fashion Sakala. Uh, three million from Burnley. Care, would you be uh, biting their hand off for that, or would you be keeping them? I would sell them. No, because I don't dislike. I, I don't dislike Fashion. I just think he's not going to get much game time, Rangers. I don't think he's settled in greatly. I think he's a very hit and miss type of player. He can give you something one week and the next week he can be rotten. He plays a smile on his face. He's a likeable guy. You love him to bits, but three million pounds you've got to let him go, don't you? Because I still think we need we still think we need to add to us. I might I don't think he'll be the only one that'll leave you lane, but I think if you get three million pounds you take it. I think another couple will go because I still think we need another maybe another striker, but I think <laughs> I know I keep saying it and I'll probably be people forget fed up. We need a goalkeeper. Um, I, yeah. And I'll say it to him, yeah. yellow, blue, yeah, red, we need a keeper. I know, mate, we're, we're in, she's got a schedule going here. 
<laughs> exactly. I've got my bullet points. <laughs> but, and then and then the thing is I'm gonna steal it away from Kerr and go to Lee anyway. Right. <laughs> but the you know, I've I've seen the kind of figures about five million for winning last night and getting to the Champions League playoff. If we sell uh Sakala for three million, that's obviously adding to the pot. And we, you know, We've covered it so many times about our recruitment and the money that we've brought in, um, certainly this year. Uh, where would you, or do we still need to recruit? We, I know Kerr's already answered that question, but do we still need to recruit? Uh, and if so, where? See, I'm greedy, so I'll still like a couple. Um, since the season started, I'm more inclined to want a new goalkeeper. Uh, McLaughlin, I thought it was kind of like the steady feet, like, you know, kind of that safe, but he's kind of been a bit iffy with it. So I wouldn't be against getting a new keeper, but at the same time, I would rather we went out and got more like a, a number eight before anything. I think a number eight the priority for me, a midfielder who can sit beside Lundstrom and push forward. I think that's maybe just the one thing we're missing. Like we've got Tillman, we've got Arfield, but they're all like attacking mids. I feel like a number eight, and if I was being really greedy, give it a roof and get another striker in. I just, I'm sick of him. I'm, I'm sick of him. It's like nothing against him. I think he's one of the best strikers we've got, but. I mean, pre-season hadn't even started and he's done his calves in again. Honestly, it's like yeah. Papa Dom calves. He's ridiculous. <laughs> he's genuinely so... Lee, would you get rid of Roof before Sakala? Aye, aye. Uh, Roof, uh, Sakala was one of the ones that I didn't really have on my list. You were going through the players that you were leaving, you were looking at your Katate, Simpson, probably Holander, Roof, Kelly, Middleton. That was the six that I had who would have went out. Sakala probably would have been next in that sense where, like, as an upgrade, but then... How much of a big upgrade will we get for three million? That's the thing, like because he's a he's a nightmare because he's so inconsistent, but his numbers were also good. But he clearly doesn't really fit into Geo's plan. So if he's not yeah. fitting into Geo's plan and we do get three million, then you bite your hand off for it because we got him for nothing. And if you get three million for a player who has been that inconsistent, I would be happy to let him go. But shame because I think his numbers are good, but I would be happy. I think the thing is, is that. Sakala is obviously you're obviously going to have Alfie, you've now got Chola, you've got Roof, but half the time we don't have Roof, and that's the thing. I think you know, there's a comment here saying Sakala's awful, he's unpredictable. I don't think I think awful is maybe a bit harsh, but if we you if we can't rely on Roof, I'd only be selling Sakala if we were guaranteed that we were bringing someone else in in that position because I think I think letting him go. Keeping Roof, but we've got no idea how much time game time Roof will get. Possibly leaves us a wee bit short up front. Uh, Kurt, who would you bring in? Roof as a caller, you mean? No, 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 no. Who would you bring in in terms of recruitment? Obviously, you're going to say a, a goalie. Is that I, number one I mean, priority for you? You tough. I'll tough to go and scout somebody. <laughs> There's goalkeepers out there. I mean. Uh, I know a few people mentioned the bag, the bagger keeper. I don't know much about him, but I know a few people mentioned the bagger keeper. There's obviously goalies about you can go and get. Bobby Ross Wilson's got. I heard we were talking. I know probably a lot of people heard we were talking to a few keepers down in England at the start of the season. Jack Butler been one. I just think I've nothing against John McLaughlin in general. I just don't think he's a number one goalkeeper. And I think over this season he'll probably cost his gains just because. I think you can look back at his career and you can see he's never really been a number he's been a number one at clubs, but no clubs with the same pressure at Rangers. Do you know what I mean? He's a good come in as a stopgap, he's really come in for a few games. But I think we need somebody with a bit of presence behind him. Al McGregor had that. It's just fortunate Alan's age. He's not he's still short stopping, he'll save he'll save everything. 
but the cross balls is an issue with Alan so and in his feet as well so you have to change the way your keep your keeper works and John's not a teammate John doesn't offer us that and at 34 it's very difficult to change your keeper at that age so there's going to be keepers out there and that's up to the club they've got enough scouts to go and find somebody I mean I've said a keeper but it doesn't mean I'm going off the top of my head I can go and research it and come back with a keeper <laughs> the next game but I mean it was Fred, Freddie Woodman Freddie Woodman was available in the summer boy from Newcastle he went eventually to Preston I mean he'd have been a good shout for us he's a young keeper who's going to come in and be excited to play I even see him at Celtic done I don't, really don't like mentioning Celtic but he brought in Joe Hart who was out of the picture at Burnley but he's, I'm not saying somebody he's, I'm not saying he's a great goalie Joe Hart he used to be but not anymore but he made a difference for them over Barkis I don't want McLaughlin to end up costing us games or goals we think if only we had a better keeper in there and it's not just respect yeah. to join because I would keep him he's a squad goalkeeper's fine but as a number one it's just not for me and if he proves me wrong that's great and I'll, I'll see people saying Xander Clarksville I like Xander and I think Xander's a better keeper than John McLaughlin but I don't know if he's enough presence I don't want to be number one for Rangers either because I think being a Rangers goalkeeper it's not so much about making the saves it's about you're going to be actually standing for 80 minutes doing not a lot and it's making that one save and if you don't make it you can get crucified whereas if you're at Hearts or Hibs and you get beat 1-0 but you make 7 saves the keeper kept is in it at Rangers it doesn't work that way you can make yeah. one, we can make one mistake and miss a shot and you think keeper caused us that and McLaughlin's going to get that all season like last week against USG when they made that the first goal and everybody as soon as this went in said McGregor would have saved that that's what he's going to get every time he lets a goal in McGregor would have saved that and that's that's just the way football is. So I do think we need a better goalkeeper. Uh, where would you put? And I'm not saying he's obviously going to come in as number one, but where does McCrory find himself? Would he uh, would he factor at all this season, or do you think actually? I mean, he's not going to be our number one, is he? So no, no. I think uh, if we were going to see McCrory this season, we would have seen him. Uh, I don't think we would have offered McGregor a new deal if we had any ideas to kind of, you know, promote McCrory to even second-choice keeper. Best thing that boy can do is probably maybe go out and loan or get a move for himself because I think he was showing by signing up McGregor for another deal that he has any of these plans. Um, I think he's a good shot stopper, but again, like Kerr's saying, it's as you get the presence to be a number one for Rangers because if we're not going to stick with McLaughlin, if we, are going to, we have to push the boundaries and get a keeper. If we're going to actually go and get a keeper, it has to be one who is undeniably our number one. We can't just keep this whole kind of mentality as, oh, if McLaughlin has a mistake, do we then bring him back in McGregor? It needs to be a definitive number one, and it has to be somebody of genuine quality. And I don't think the Crowley would be in the plans for that. So Fair enough. Um, looking ahead to, to think we've kind of um, covered where, where we're at at the moment and in general, I think I totally agree. Um, it, it just depends whether we will go and spend the money. That's the thing. I'd like to think if we got the three million for Sakala and the five million from last night that we will. But obviously, Gio said with no one else, well, he said with no one else going out. But then if Sakala goes out, then you have to hope that we might actually spend the money. Um, looking ahead to next week, um, Care PSV, how much of a test are they going to prove? Be difficult. Yeah. But what I've seen them, they're a very good side. They've got a lot of good players in their squad. It's going to be a lot harder in the last two games as well. But that I'm actually looking forward to it because when we play against better teams, we play better ourselves if they proved last season. I don't want to look back to last season as a benchmark, but when we've come up against better opposition, we play better. 
And I don't yeah. know last week that they would take you away. Did we give them no respect? Did they give them too much respect? I don't know. Was it mentality wrong? But against PSV, they wouldn't do that because they know this side are really good. So we're going to have to bone it for the get-go. So I'm looking forward to the game because I think it could probably go either way. But I'm confident we can get through two legs. Yeah. Um, we, do we, does, is it any advantage to us that it's in Holland um, with Gio, uh, Gio's knowledge there? Eh, I, I would say so because he's going to know much more about the Dutch league than he is the French league. So I have, especially not even just him, like the, the staff, like Dave Foss and all that, have worked there. They'll know PSV a lot more than they would Monaco. Uh, I, I would say it'll give us a wee advantage in terms of like preparation for the game. We would have prepared for the Monaco game just as well anyway. But I'm happy. I'm happy with PSV. I feel like we've got a better chance against them because we will have an idea of like how Dutch teams set up. Yeah, I'm just bringing the comment up there saying PSV suitor style. Um, I'm not going to try and bluff my way through this and pretend I know much about PSV at all. Um, you know, I think if we're wanting to play in the Champions League, we need to be going and playing. And and if we do beat them, we're going to be playing even better teams. So if we want to go and play uh, with the big boys, then we need to be able to go and take them on. Oh, I'm stuck. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> I was getting stuck in the comment there. Um, Kerr, there was lots of chat earlier on, um, transferring about, in fact, I think it might have been previously, about Veerman. Do you know much about him, uh, about Simons, about players that were linked to us, but I don't know if they were linked just through fans wanting it and fancying fancying how they looked, rather than actually us having serious interest in it? I think the Veerman one was probably more realistic at the time uh, Siemens was, but obviously what's happened, happened. He's went to PSV. He looks a decent player. He looks a threat, but he's going to be. I mean, he's, he's, I think he's an international player as well. And if Gerard was really cool on him by all accounts, but he didn't come. Uh, to me, that's the end of the story. None of the Rangers. So we're just going to have to look at ourselves really when we look at opposition. I know, I know Gio will look at him and think, right, they can do this, they can do that, which is fair enough. But we can do this and that as well because when we are in a game, we're really good. So I think it will be intended. The good thing is that PSV will open up more. Aye. Right. 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 And they will open up more. So when they open up more, it gives us, we've got more room to play as well. So I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's like a, it'll be like a basketball game, but it might be intended. Whereas last night, it was just try to open them up at times. They didn't have to come out last night. Their tactics were awful and they were... Yeah, they were frustrating everybody, but they didn't have to come out and play because they were leading 2-0. And I wouldn't come out and play if I was leading 2-0. So, but I think PSV will come to Ibrox confident. And yeah. I think we play better against teams like anyway. So I'm looking right. forward to two, two, uh, two legs. And I think we need a decent result at Ibrox. I'm going to see we need to beat them 3-0 to go through. But I think we need a decent result. But I think we can screw over there. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think you can be too critical of the way USG set up last night because I think we'd have done similar. Um, it's kind of what we're used to um, in the Premier League, uh, the Premiership anyway, in terms of teams coming to Ibrox, just 10 men behind the ball. I did think that we played into their hands a wee bit in the first half because I felt we were a bit slow and we just didn't have the urgency that we needed because every time um, we got the ball, we were passing it back and letting them set up their two banks of five or whatever it was um, that we just 10 men behind the ball and really struggling uh, struggling to break things down but um, they can, at, at points they had two men on Kent 
two men in Tillman. You've got to think that PSV hopefully won't do that because, in, you know, in essence, they'll be attacking as well. And also, um, as you know, as care as you say, it does. We just teams that come at us, we then have the space and can and hopefully the likes of Matondo, uh, we know how quick he is if he's going to come in if we're going to use him in that sense, um, can really exploit it. Um, Lee, how do you see it going next week? Um, Zach, same way as Kerr, saying it's two teams who are coming to play actual football. Like, we've kind of addressed the fact that USG, fair enough to them, they didn't have to come out last night, but it was, it was two backs at five. Uh, same way we come up against the low block in the, the Scottish League. Frustrating, something you need to pass it side to side, but we are at our best when we're allowed to play football. We've shown that, I think, a couple of seasons ago when Galatasaray came and we had that wonderful team goal. Like that's that's us kind of all over in terms of how well we can play like team football, and PSV will give us the space to do that because they'll have every confidence that they can come to Ibrox and get a result. Some of the signings they've made this summer have been unbelievable. Uh, their their squad looks really strong, uh, but that plays into their hands. The fact that they'll have the confidence to come and they're not just coming to shut up shop that will play into their hands because we'll get to actually no like Kent will be double marked. I think we'll probably start Matondo for that reason because he's pace because he'll have the space to run into, um, and it's setting up for a brilliant game. I think I think it'll be two high scoring legs. Yeah. I'll ask you two a question. I've seen it in the comments. What's your take on Matondo? Yeah, I've I've not seen enough of him, mate. I'm not saying that. I feel we're easing them in. Um, what I've seen so far, I mean, it looks positive. Um, was it the Blackpool game down there? Um, really. Great debut from him. I thought he'd get a bit of tricky debut and his speed's unbelievable. Boy, he's must be like the fastest player on the planet. Honestly, he's rapid. Uh, I bet I won't hold any judgment on him because I've not seen enough, but for what I have seen, he seems effective. Like I was saying, he got the assist for Barellos' goal. Um seems to drive out players, which we, we need like we need a direct, you know, pacey winger. We've had that at right wing since probably even before Candace. He wasn't exactly the paces. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Moriam. I think he'll come good. Well, you're about, what about you, Elaine? Does it make sense to say I think he might be excellent in Scotland? <laughs> because <laughs> I think, <laughs> and just in that, with, with his pace, and I definitely think you know he's shown he's shown signs uh, of promise. Absolutely, I think uh, I think there's a few of them that will absolutely run riot in Scotland, and will really, um, yeah, will really will really kick on. Whether or not he has the, and he's only young, isn't he? Whether or not he's quite got the composure in Europe when we come up against bigger European teams and teams that are wise to it, uh, I'm not 100% sure. But I, I, you know, I think he'll do well. And a wee bit like Lee, need to just give it time. I don't, I, I don't want to absolutely say you know superstar. Unlike Tillman, who we've all decided is going to be young player of the year, player of the year, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I agree with you. I just think, Tundo, I just think, I know it was only a friendly against Spurs and I don't look at their feelings too much, but I think when he's playing against bigger defenders who are quick, he was getting eased off the ball very easily. If you come up against guys like maybe that in Europe, he's quick, but they're just leaning their body across and he's not getting any strength because he's still a wee guy and I think he may suffer. I think in Scotland, he will be good in certain games. Obviously in Scotland, obviously we play against teams who sit very deep, so that could cause issues but I think he will come good but I think he'll be an out of side because I yeah. think his uh, performances will waver like Ken did in many at times I think he'll have to get used to the game maybe get used to tackles but I think he's got everything in his locker 
but I think he's a couple of pies up. I'll probably say that in the chat, but I think he needs to bulk himself up a bit. <laughs> but that'll be the caffeine the programme, mate. <laughs> the caffeine programme we're in, we'll get him sorted in that. Six months in that, and he'll be, he'll be absolutely mega. Aye, get him to the pure gym. No, I'm on I'm to talk, but get him to the gym. <laughs> no, that's the thing, because, you know, as much as we say, or as much as I'm saying that he might be brilliant in Scotland, having pace is one thing, but we know how physical a league it is up here, and you do need to get wise to it, and you do need to toughen up a wee bit, because players won't think twice about just cutting through you, you know? No. Let them know you're here, and I that went. So it will be interesting to see if he does have you know, what it takes because there's a totally different mentality to going at Ibrox. And I think it's fair to say the the new boys who came in, having had Ibrox last night and the atmosphere, they know they know what Ibrox is about now. Um, they should they should know about it from last year. Um, they should know about it anyway. But it's one thing telling them when they sign you'll play up against you know this crowd and whatever. They know what it's about now. Did anyone else, this is a bit random, did anyone else think Tillman was, was he a bit upset or a bit emotional at full time? Um, I, I, I wasn't really sure where I sit. He's kind of the back to me. And I thought he was praying at first. And then a couple of people were saying, no, I, I thought he was crying. Did anyone see anything about that? Or I saw Rangers put out a video. Um, I think some of the highlights last night, it was like uh, Tillman just taking it all in and... I, there's no doubt about it his eyes are teary anyway um, just sitting taking in the atmosphere uh, it shows to me that's a boy who gets it already so yeah. so it can only, can only benefit us like I mean you, you couldn't know fall in love with like playing in front of that crowd could you so so it's brilliant to see that he's kind of taken to that already and, and uh, the fact they scored the winner as well and that noise exactly. and he has in the back his neck standing up and he just realises yeah he can't be buying Munich this but is... he's now playing in a, in a cauldron of football Whereas you've maybe not played at that that intensity before. It's such an important yeah. event. And I think I've been, he's still young, so I think a lot of things got to him. But at least he had new series. Hopefully, I think he will get better if he keep playing him where he can play. Because out wide, I think he loses some, some of his effectiveness because he he, he struggles out wide, doesn't he? Because he doesn't really go by anybody, but he wants to cut back inside all the time. So I think just behind the striker, he can play the wee balls, he can see things opening up. So I'm excited to see where he goes, but he's probably another one will in out because he is young. But And if we could get him signed, that would be even better because we need guys like us in the squad, young guys that we can maybe get a couple of years and then sell on for more money. That's just the way yeah. football is. We need to keep doing things like this. We can't always bring in players who are at their peak or players who are at the end of their career. We need to bring young guys a couple of seasons and sell them on for more money. That's just a business of football. But I'm delighted for him last night. Yeah, I did, I did see this, uh, the comment that uh, Tillman had dedicated uh, his goal and promise to someone last night. So um, potentially, yeah, um, that was it. And yeah, 100%, they'll, they'll know what they're in for now. Uh, how much or how good is it to have Alfie back, Lee? Uh, just, just so happy to see his wee face, man. Like, even like people were saying before that, it, it was like, oh, the guys are here. It's just, he, he's everything that Rangers is. And that sense now, and he, he's a man that seems to me that's settled as well. Like, we've had all these years, uh, the speculation, like, oh, every year he wants to try and get him moved to the Premier League. But just the last year for me, it feels like he's settled in, settled in the sense as well that he's now fully engrossed in Rangers and he's happy to stay here as well. And if the rumours are that the contract's close to being signed, then all for it. 
Just he, he brings he brings something to our attack that nobody else even ever does. Like there's one right near the end where Kent flashes the ball across the box. And he's just an inch away from getting it, and that's Morelos all over. That's him getting in the right places at the right time. Um, as much as Cholak came in as a kind of penalty box kind of striker, what he was mentioned as. I don't think he's got what Morelos does in that sense. Morelos' instinct for that to get into the places where he can put those balls in the back of the net is invaluable to us. And more and more, he's going to build his fitness back up and get him straight back in the side. And just buzzing to have him back, honestly. So happy to see him again. It's good. <laughs> I think well, you can hear you can hear the crowd even when he just is warming up. But yeah. um, but not, not just what he brings in terms of the goal threat. Although, see if he'd managed to chip the keeper. Um, from near enough to halfway line or whatever it was, um, that would have been um, just my goal of the season already. But um, I just felt that even when he came on, just straight away within about 30 seconds, he was holding the ball up. And right. he was doing it's exactly what we missed. I remember last year, even against Frankfurt, I just thought, do you know what? Morelis, if Morelis is in, that's a different game. We're a different team with him in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just what Alfie brings. It's a whole package he brings. If, if only his goals, if only his finishing was slightly better, we only can score goals. But sometimes he does miss easy chances, <laughs> doesn't he? But it's his overall play. He can hold the ball. He brings us into play. He comes back. It's just everything about Alfie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He has a talisman. That's what he has for Rangers now. He's right. he's 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 not he's not as much stupid as used to be when he was younger. And he does, when he comes on that part, you can see the players appreciate being there, the fans appreciate being there. And he loves being there himself, so I just hope he can get his goal scoring back because he, he does need to get <laughs> more goals. But his overall play opens up for us so much. You can see what he links up with Kent last season and brings others into play. I mean, Roof scored more goals than didn't he the season we won the league, so it just shows you he should finish more. But I know Curry's mentioned in the chat there about Cole, I'm... The last pod I said Kolak done decent, and I said last night I thought it was even better Kolak, and he scored. I think he has a penalty box for Kolak. He's not as good as Alfie, as an outside no. the box, but I think he offers us something different. And if he keeps taking his chances, Curry, I'll be happy. Would you would you play uh, Cholak and Morelis up front as a two, as a partnership? I think it depends yeah. who we're playing. Aye, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what they both could do because Morelos is that kind of to drop deep, like the play, especially if you've got like even like Lawrence and Tillman now, who are those attacking mids who will kind of link up. Uh, there was one point last night with Morelos, like you're saying, I think within the first couple of minutes, it's like a quick link up with Batundo, 1 2, sets them off in the wing. Uh, whether it could work, him and Cholak, maybe it's a game of 4 0 up in 60 minutes, and we just say, why not? Let's just see what they can do together. Um, but it could be fun. It could be fun if you get Kent, uh, Tillman, and Lawrence running off them, and that would be a bit of a fanfare for us. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think the best way to go about it now is just get Morelos back up to speed. The whole, I think Gio's doing it right where Cholak's starting and bring him on, let him build up his fitness, and then same way with Davis where it's working. So why why change it? Like don't rush him into it. Just build him up, get him back to full fitness, and then we'll benefit for that in the long run. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Kate, I'm going to bring two comments up and just ask for y- your opinion on because we've got one saying Aribo's a massive loss. Um, and then straight off the back of that, we've got one that I've lost, but it's, it basically said, didn't notice Aribo missing last night. 
thought, you know, <laughs> Tillman and Lawrence did enough. Um, did we miss Aribo last night? I think you're going to always miss a player, Joe's ability. He offers so much, didn't he? And I think every season, Joe was just getting better. And I think you've seen it since he's went to the English Premiership. They've always scored that There we go. Joe has, I knew I wasn't making it up. Get, Joe's got bags of talent, and he's going to probably end up at a better team than Southampton as well. But I think his time at Rangers had probably came, and it was time to move on. And the other comment, I don't think if he was playing last night, it would have been much different because of the way they were playing. And I think with Kent and, uh, sorry, with Lawrence and Tillman, it worked. But you mentioned two players over one, so that means Joe, was Joe doing both of their jobs then if he was here? Because <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence and Tillman, <laughs> and my son's just bumped something in the kitchen, so the fire alarm's a bit of off. Yeah, it's all good to pop because Molly's starting to <laughs> wake up as well. She's not having it anymore. Um, we've got a wee look ahead to the weekend. I'll come to you, Lee, before I, I guess I start. Um, we're obviously we're at home to St Johnson. Um, now obviously this is a chance where don't want to disrespect St Johnson, but we're at home. Uh, we're looking to get a good run in the league and build some momentum. Would you be looking at giving Kent and Alfie both ninety minutes, both forty five? Um, or do you think actually Joe uses this as a decent time for rotation? Um, I wouldn't rotate so much in a sense. I like the idea that we went with like the kind of more attacking minded lineup against Union. Fair enough, it was kind of needed because we needed you know overcome the two goal deficit. You do you do give respect to St Johnson. They can be a tricky team, but I don't think St Johnson are the team that they used to be a couple of years ago. They have kind of like fell away a massive bit, and at home. I think we could go with the same again, where you've just got Lundstrom Ank in the midfield and let like the five attackers just run riot. Um, we'd bring, we'd maybe drop our field, put Tillman in the middle, bring Matondo in, see what he can do. Or like you're saying, you could bring right in. Uh, what you're saying about the rotation thing, you could, you could rotate. Like as a thing, you've got the players there. Um, would probably start Cholak, um, bring on, bring on Morelos and start Kent again. I think get Kent a bit more up to speed. Uh, yeah, and bring and, and bring the comment up there saying Kent didn't look much fit. I actually thought Kent had a better second half than he did first half, and maybe that's just actually because of how team was. Um, at half time, I was sitting thinking, to be honest, I'd, I'd take Kent off because I didn't think he was doing a great deal, um, and thought he looked absolutely knackered. And then somehow in the second half, I, I thought he came to life. I thought he was much better in the second half. Don't know if you agree with that, Kier. Um or not? No, I, yeah, I thought the first half looked a bit leggy, didn't he? But I don't know if that's just because he was a bit rusty and no played, or I think he looked, I think he looked frustrated as well because Borna was running by him as a decoy yeah. run, taking defender away. So he did have two players on him constantly, and the couple of challenges he getting, he wasn't getting free kicks either. So I think he said maybe he dropped a bit, and he's getting frustrated with Borna, frustrated with the ref, probably frustrated with himself. But the second, the second half he looked different because there's more space for Borna getting back. Lawrence was coming over, so I thought he'd get more involved. But like I said before, with Ryan, Ryan can be really good for us and he can do so many good things. But even when he's bad, he still makes an impact to me, for me, Ryan. So he's an output I would never leave out, Ryan Kent, because he does things that other players can't. And he doesn't hide, even when he's playing poor, he doesn't hide. But I don't know if he'll play on Saturday just because I don't know if I'm in this. Need a rest. He'll probably find out. I know he won't have played last night, so he'll find out tomorrow or today if how we see on after it because you don't know because you've been away how long if you didn't what injuries were like so Joe probably ask it players because I think the ones he wants for next week he might spare them because next week is an important game and 
St Johnston, no disrespect to St Johnston, they're neat and tidy on the Calum Davison, but we should be beating teams like St Johnston, especially at home. You stopped at the wrong time. I was having my drink. No, <laughs> 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 no, no. He's meant to take over. <laughs> Wait, what, Mate, I'm just what enjoying about, you. What speaking. about Scott Wright? What about Scott Wright? Um, obviously, didn't factor last night. I'm not doubting myself, but no, he didn't. Um, does he come in? See, I would have, I would have started them, but I'm more intrigued to see Matondo come in for the start, and like, obviously, Kent. Right plays that kind of right hand side as well, unless you were willing to put one of them over on the left and give that. But then you're kind of just like putting others at disadvantage because there's no need to play him out of position if there's no need. Uh, I mean, I like right. I think he's very direct. Um, won't go into other comparisons because I get slaughtered last time for uh, my thoughts <laughs> on Scott Wright. Um, but you, you could see him. You, I think because I completely forgot about the PSV game for a second when we're talking about rotation. Um, but the bigger game, so I think we very well could see Scott Wright for the start. I would have no issue with starting him or Matondo. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping that we actually get, a, we say this all the time, we need a, a good win, a good solid 3-4-5-0. Hopefully we can uh, put it to bed early, we can bring a few key players off in the second half, um, and it never happens. I was hoping that that was going to be the way at the weekend, that we were going to be cruising into halftime. Uh, one one day they'll do it and keep us happy. Um, last point for tonight, and um, it's, it's a bit of a kind of it's a bit of a obtuse one, but we have spoken so many times over the past uh, 10, 12 years of the journey. You know, we've spoken so many times about the journey that Rangers as a football club have been on, um, the journey that as fans we've been on. Uh, I know some people hate it. Um, and just think we just need to move on. Some people, um, quite rightly, to to me, bring it back at certain points. On Tuesday night, it's not the Champions League group stages, but it is the Champions League playoff round. Um, the Champions League music's there, but the Champions League badge, I think, on the on the top. Is is that a, is that the time? Is it time to park all the journey chat? Is that kind of journey complete, if you like? And we now just need to push on. Um, or care, have you already parked that? And it's just, you know, since we won the league, that was it over, no looking back. Or where do you sit on that? I think it's always something we're going to look back on, no matter how long it's been. Just because of what we went through, we've all, we all felt feelings back then that we probably don't really feel any other time in life, apart from maybe when somebody passes away. And I think that's not me not being harsh because football is a lot of people's lives. And when when you look back at these things, when tears were rolling, you were you didn't know what was going to happen. You you were actually petrified at times because you never seen Rangers again. I think being back, coming back and getting the club back to where we are just now has been a phenomenal effort. And the Champions League games, we'll see, we will all say that's back where we belong, but we can, we'll can probably see that again in 10 years' time. I think it's just a journey we've been. It is a journey, and I think only the 55 team, we've probably won it, eclipsed it because that's meant we win the league again. And that's what I want more than this. I know Europe's great, and I love European nights at Ibrox, like I said earlier. There's nothing better because I always think the atmosphere's far away better than anything else we go even like the O'Farm games they're okay but they're turning up here now because they happen that often uh, European nights are fabulous and I just think 
we won the league, so that's kind of put it to bed. But you're always going to look back now, aren't you? No matter what you do. I was, I've long moved and I was looking at boxes and I had programmes for when we were in the third division looking through them and stuff like that. So it's always going to be in the back of your mind. And somebody else has put a bag out of sunbed. No, it's lightning coming in for the back. I'm not getting any lights on in the living room. It's like coming in for the conservatory. Next time, we'll, next time we'll sit somewhere else so I don't look jaundiced. And I'll better go and get my urine checked money too. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to always end the pod on. We're going to have to come up with something else now. <laughs> we can't we can leave on that note. <laughs> Lee, um, in terms of uh, the Champions League, in terms of the next, you know, the next two weeks, um, what would it what would it mean to us as all to be back in the Champions League group stages? Uh, it's something I've not even really thought about in that sense because. I have just always been taking them one step at a time. Like we did do that, like whole journey, like the maker's dream. Like you come up, I'm I'm a sucker for a story. I absolutely love storytelling. <laughs> so coming up to the only, division, if only like, we had a documentary the whole way through. I know. It's like it's the thing is like that all or nothing series. Imagine we'd done that for the whole like ten years. Imagine that what a laugh that would have been. But I just I I do I love a story in that sense where maybe we're one of the minorities, but. I look back on the third division second division like fondly in a way of because we did build our way back up and then we did go and win the league and then you're like that's us like you're saying about the journey that's it ended but then we go and get to a Europa League final and you're like oh no hold on wait this is us you know we're kind of took another step and now we're two games away from getting in the Champions League group stages again and you're like oh no here we go again this is us I don't think just the kind of club we are you think because being in the Scottish League, we might have like a certain ceiling with it all, but I don't think the story ever does finish for a Rangers fan because it's different experience every season. It's like your love for it is never going to diminish. Like we could win the league 10 in a row, and that 11th is going to feel just as special as the other 10. So I don't think the story ever does finish in that sense because I'm always going to be as enthusiastic as every single thing we do. Uh, next step is just obviously moving to the English leagues if we can <laughs> try and take over England. <laughs> Well, on that note, um, and Brendan, that's the last comment. I know I've brought it up already, but last night was epic, still buzzing from it. Um, I think that's the thing, is that there is nothing like Ibrox on a European night, and especially when you thought that we were written off. Um, I know I've seen it various places, but uh, you can never write that team off, um, especially on a European night. So last night was special. Hopefully, you know, in a week's time, it's going to be special, but hopefully... In two weeks' time, we're sitting here. It'll be two weeks tonight. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be sitting here and um, looking forward to the Champions League group stages. Um, so, on that note, thank you very much, Kerr. No bother. Thank you, Elaine. See you later, Thank you. Thank you, Lee. You um, just to keep Martin happy, you can like and subscribe on YouTube. You can become a member if you can afford it, if you um, want to. And now I'm going to have to try and figure out how to shut this thing down. So this might go horribly <laughs> wrong. Uh, but thanks, for thanks for sticking with us. Uh, I'm sure the guys will be back definitely for a pre- oh, in fact, Friday night phone-in. Um, so, and they'll be back for a preview of St. Johnson as well. But Friday night phone-in, I think that's the next one. Uh, so the guys will see you all then. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.